For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, what's the deal? It's fans here for the C3 beat check, man, with my man Cody Lashley and Tony Dunn. Check the beat. This week, the Carolina Panthers head to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills, who are coming off a difficult loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime. So we're going to be looking at their – we'll be checking the beat, see what the beat writers are saying about the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen's foot – the inconsistency of the Bills, how Hamilton was, because I saw he was at the play Hamilton this past week uh, or yesterday and no boot. So people were saying that is good. But we'll also peek at the Carolina Panthers beat report. We'll jump to the athletic cat scratch reader, cat crave. Hey, wherever you want. We'll check out what David Newt say on ESPN. See how these guys are covering the Carolina Panthers and news things like um, Cam Newton and his future with the Carolina Panthers as Sam Darnold returns from IR. Lots of storylines to look at, and I do it with my main man, Cody Lashney. Welcome to the show, my friend. Tony Dunn, you know I'm happy to be here. This is the C3 Beat Check where we check the beat of all the Panthers reporters and find out what's going on with this football team. Tony, it's another Wednesday night, man. You know I'm happy to be joining you whenever possible. And listen, we already have a bunch of diehard C3 loyalists in the chat room right now. You know I'm in love, man. It's our man Drew, AJ, Lindsay, Kent Sullivan, Ted Seams, Panthers Rule, Tin Tizzy, Dan Floyd, Matt knows nothing. Tony Dunn, it's the beat check. Let's check the beat. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. All right. So um, we'll start with a little Panthers news, um, I guess, to start the the show. I mean, this is a Panthers show. Oh, how about Um, this? Well, how about this? Since we're a fan show, congratulations to Tin Tizzy. Who brought his first son into the world? Congratulations, Big Papa! Uh, uh, we, I can't we wait to meet little Tony. I can't wait to meet little. Oh no, <laughs> little Tim Tizzy, man! You, Wonder you, man, congratulations! You did a good job to keep pounding, brother. We love <laughs> it. Congratulations, man! That's a blessing. We right, want Tony you guys man. to drop your stories. Drop some links in the chat to stories that you see floating around the Carolina Panthers world on the beat that you're interested in. 
if we start with the Carolina Panthers, I guess we could start with their website, right? If we just jumped over to the Panthers.com, I'll pull it up right now. Let's see what's going on over there. Yeah, I mean, that's a reasonable place to start. And it is boring. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's boring it up until t- we get to a certain topic that I'm sure is going to be uh, crazy on the minds of people. Um, Hassan Reddick sees respect for the Panthers defense. What the hell does that mean? Uh, it says this quote, it's something that's just hard to adjust to as it continually happens to us week in and week out. I look at it as a sign of respect, honestly, knowing they don't have the matchup or the guys that can stop us from getting the quarterback in true drop back situations. So I guess he's talking about how teams are scheming more and more uh, to account for what was a very uh, potent pass rush in the beginning. An odd way of saying it after a game where there were no sacks. So um, I would say I see this as a sign of disrespect, homie. But um, that's a story, I guess. Well, I mean, he has played like one of the best defenders on the team this year. Uh, Most people believe he's the, you know, he's the guy that we want to come back next year, regardless of how this season ends up unfolding for us. Uh, He's been a tremendous football player. And he's also been very ardent online. This man wants to go to the Pro Bowl. So, hey, man, I mean, he is dying for this Pro Bowl. If you agree with him, go on Twitter, send out your Pro Bowl votes. Uh, I think they're still doing it. Get in on that now if that's something you're interested in and helping support our man Hassan. But and listen, we we did this on debate my take uh, a few weeks back, Tony Dunn. In my mind, uh, Hassan Reddick is probably the only Panther truly deserving to go to the Pro Bowl this year. Someone who's only been on the team one year is probably the person who deserves to be representing the Panthers the most. But yeah. um, All right, let's see. This is uh, – let's check out what old David Newton, my favorite, has to say. Top story on Panthers – or on ESPN – Uh, The Panthers section, Matt Rule's rebuilding process for Carolina hampered by turnovers and QB play. Um, Also has some reference to um, Josh Allen's foot, but let's start with this is, um, good gosh, I don't even know how to talk about this right now. Is that poor, poor Cam Newton? Um. Look, as Matt Rule has come out, he came out and he was right after the game is that turnovers did were problematic for this team in this game and and hampered their in this their success in this singular game against the Atlanta Falcons. But then he also connected their losing to turnovers throughout the season, which in so many ways uh, was uh, a lot of people think this is throwing Cam under the bus, using Cam as kind of a scapegoat at this point. Um, he did lead to, he had a pick six, did not play exceptional in this game, had a very bad game against Miami the week before. But I mean, holistically, this team is facing a lot of problems. 
the story right here, though, is par- the Carolina Panthers' uh, success has been hampered by turnovers. And another way of saying that in this past week's press conference was hampered by Cam Newton. Yeah, so listen, uh, Matt Rule did a press conference today, and he had an opportunity to speak a little bit about uh, the quarterback position, about turnovers. People are not very happy with his answer. Uh, I count myself amongst those people. Let's listen to what Matt Rule had to say. It was just not where we're at right now. Um, you know, I mean, he, he played most of the game last game, just in the two minute at the end of the half. We put PJ in a two minute, you know, kind of in rally at the end of the game. But um, our plan is our plan. You know, um, Cam's got to continue to, you know, he had some good drives, move the ball down the field. We can't, you know, we put two balls in the ground, one drop snap on the second drive, one handoff that resulted, you know, when the 40-yard line going in, we're down by six. So I think looking ahead, Cam continues to work, to learn. But, you know, we can't have two – a quarterback can't have two turnovers in two straight games. Just we're not going to win that way. So um, we have to protect the football a little bit better and kind of go from there. As I said to you after the game, I was playing, going into the game, I was planning on playing both guys. You know, really, I think I told you guys directly too. Like in two minutes, some of those things we planned on playing PJ. Um, again, in each game, like you know, we thought maybe hey, we'll play PJ in the third drive. Cam takes us right down the field and score. Second drive, we just kind of dropped the snap, didn't convert third down. We said, hey, let's keep playing it. So we just try to have a plan for both guys, just kind of like we have a plan for a couple of tailbacks. I know it. So maybe this is the Matt rule I don't like. On the same page, I don't want to be playing two quarterbacks. No one does. Um, this is the car salesman Matt rule that people refer to this kind of like oh it's not and it's so contradictory too he says he doesn't want to play two quarterbacks but yet he's insisting upon doing so and my thing is this at what point does he take responsibility Tony for his own system because I don't recall him having that much to say about Sam Darnold's wanton interceptions and how many he kept on throwing And then to top it all off, it's like when you have quarterbacks who come in, and it doesn't matter if it's Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, or Sam Darnold, the common denominator is they're all throwing interceptions. So at what point does it go back on Matt Rule to say, hey, we're clearly doing something wrong here when every single quarterback that we have shares the same interception problems? You know, Tony, last year you and I spent a long time, and very rightfully so, being harsh on Teddy Bridgewater for his perceived lack of leadership ability and to be out there and get out in front of stories and take the the blame and the responsibility. Now, it's never on one person, but if you're the leader of the football team, you're supposed to throw yourself out there. You're supposed to be honest, but also – Tell us why you and your coaching staff isn't delivering and Matt Rule refuses to do this and can't do this. I don't blame you for not liking this version of Matt Rule. I don't think it's a version. I think this is just who he is. It's when he gives that like, he, 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 this like, he, he smile, like, yeah. uh, is that it's kind of sucks, but it is what it is. It's like it's your credit kind of sucks, but so the payment on this car is more expensive than it needs to be. <laughs> Fuck this, man. I mean, like, gosh, is a uh, 
What the hell, man? It's like, first of all, we can't have a quarterback that gives you two turnovers. First of all, it's like, welcome to football, Mug. Most quarterbacks have turnovers every week. Like, you know, I mean, like, is that, yes. I mean, theoretically, you want perfect games. But, man, Tom Brady threw a pick six on the one-yard line two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Is that turnovers are part of the game. Second, you brought in a quarterback that you're using as a fall guy, as a punching bag right now. And it's is that here is the fact of the matter is that you need to say we can't lose the turnover battle when we are a team that has penalties, that has a shitty defense against the run, that has an offensive line that has trouble uh, protecting the quarterback. We've got to be a team that plays ahead of the sticks, that plays smarter, that plays harder, that does not turn the ball over because ultimately – at, at this level, it takes mistake-free football to win football games, and that's for teams that are loaded. And we have faced injuries. We have faced some challenges so far, some quarterback changes, and we're not a loaded team, but we're a hard-working team. We are going to be better each and every week. But did he say that? No. No. Did he just say we got to win the turnover battle? Does he need to say we got to create turnovers, not make turnovers? No, he goes to this person had a bad day. He had a bad day. Well, guess what, Matt Rule? You a fool. Matt Fool. I'm tired of it. Hey, hey, hey. Your credit's bad with me. Your credit's bad with me, dude. Doesn't he seem so unengenuous? He's disingenuous. Like it feels like he has ulterior motives. It seems sniveling and which he was he was pitched to us as being the opposite of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you thought snake about oil like, salesman, I'm telling you, man, David Tepper bought the snake oil from a snake oil salesman. And, uh, and to me, that's what it looks like, Tony. Let's jump over and see what's happening with the Bills right now. If you just Google Buffalo Bills under the news on Google, let's see what comes up. Oh, I like this one. Uh, Buffalo Bills linebacker A.J. Klein returns oh, yeah. from the COVID list. You know that name. As actually, A.J. Klein was a good player for the Carolina Panthers, a good rotational player. Goes to the Saints. Got some money, not like insane money, but played pretty well from them and now finds himself reunited with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean here. Um, for me right here is that obviously the quest, the story here has to do with some relationship between the Carolina Panthers and the Buffalo Bills, who they will face on the road. But the bigger story Carolina right North. now, the bigger story, Cody, is all across the sports world, COVID has been ravaging the news yeah. over the last couple of days. And uh, they're at the owners meeting right now. And so what I'm hearing is there's even consideration that uh, because there are so many players on the COVID list, but they're all double vaccinated and they're unsymptomatic as well. So apparently they're trying to pass. I don't know. I don't know the exact stipulations of it, but they're uh, 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 seeking to pass an amendment that would somehow let these guys play because I think they have a nightmare scenario, Tony, where we're going to go into the playoffs, have a giant playoff game coming up 
And then God and Tom forbid, Brady's the, out. Yeah, Tom for Tom Brady. Or they or, let Tom Brady else? play. They let Tom Brady play, and it comes it comes to find out later he was COVID positive. Yeah, and that's it's what like, they do. Yeah, so I, I think they are going to consider changing the rules here, and they should. Man, we should always be able to adjust based on better new information, uh, and I I personally think that's a good thing. Um, and you know, uh, you mentioned AJ Klein. It's kind of funny because you know, I, I typically when when the Panthers aren't playing the Buffalo Bills, I find myself sometimes kind of low key rooting for the Bills just because of their connection to the Panthers. They have AJ Klein up there, Sean McDermott. Their GM is Brandon Bean. Star Lacoulele. Mario Addison. Mario Addison. The list goes on and on and on. on. You know, uh, say what you want, but a lot of people make the comparison from quarterback Josh Allen to a young Cam Newton. It will run around, be mobile, throw the football all over the field. So there really is a similar kind of vibe to they're an aggressive run defense. Uh, you know, they're, they're a physical football team. And they were in a lot of ways built on the image of that Panthers team from 2013 to 2017, you know. So I'm really kind of, uh, you know, excited to see what matchup this is going to be. Uh, going back to our quarterback woes, uh, we talked about that two quarterback system and Matt rule in that very clip said that it's ideal that they don't want to play two quarterbacks. Uh, but apparently it's ideal to, uh, it isn't ideal to everyone. PJ Walker in his press conference acknowledged that using a two quarterback system makes establishing a rhythm difficult. He went on to say, this is one of the more crazy seasons that I've been a part of. And Tony goes back to Coach Rule. He said those words, dude. Yeah, he said this has been one of the more crazy seasons that I have been a part of. That's insane that he would even say that. I mean, not that I'm not saying he shouldn't say that, but he's right. One hundred percent, he's right. Um, And again, why do we continue to run with a two quarterback system? This is yet another example of head coach Matt Rule putting our quarterback, uh, whoever whoever it ends up being, putting our quarterback in a position to fail. And it's all on Matt Rule and his coaching inadequacies. The Buffalo Bills lost last week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what some people would say is a heartbreaker. It was an amazing comeback, at least for the Buffalo Bills, after a very difficult first half where I think the – Bucks jump out on them like twenty four to seven, and I mean it was twenty four to something. Like they were down like three, it felt like three scores right off the bat. But I'm telling you, this is uh, your boy Josh Allen. Holy moly, what a game! Um, one of struggles in the first half. Oh yeah, man, it was seven nothing. It was seventeen three at the end of the half. Uh, no, that can't be right. Is that right? Okay, seventeen three. Then it yeah. was okay, so it wasn't as bad. It wasn't much of a blowout as I thought. I mean, that's still a good. That's two scores. Josh Allen, though, however, threw thirty six for fifty four, three hundred eight yards uh, passing, two touchdowns, one interception. You're like, man, 
boy, they passed the ball a lot. 308 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Pretty good game, particularly in the fact that they only had three points going into the half. But, man, when you look at the rushing stats right here, dude, 12 carries for 109 yards. Josh Allen accounted for 417 yards uh, of offense and three touchdowns. And this is the headline when it comes to if you pop over to, I guess this would have been from Buffalo, the Buffalo News. What he did on Sunday is just miraculous, but how much is too much for Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen? Your, your, your love, your, your kind of white. He is like the white little Cam. He's like a small, he's a little bit smaller, I would say. It doesn't look yeah. as imposing, but uh, same kind of um, similar attributes. This is from the buffalonews.com, and they quoted. Um, I guess this would be Craig Cosell. He said, "Every game becomes a referendum on Josh Allen. He needs to be a he. He needs to be great on every play where people think he's not a good player, because the Bills don't have anything else they can do with any consistency on offense." Going on to just say, I guess it takes a heroic, um, Josh Allen each and every week to make this Bills team uh, as good as we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, they really have been dependent upon Josh Allen running the football. They don't have much of a rushing attack outside of him. They have a few players. Uh, a lot of people thought that they would draft a running back this year. I don't know if they did or not, but certainly not enough to help alleviate their rushing woes. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I think, uh, you know, that's part of, their recipe for winning football games is Josh Allen being such a good player. He has an incredible connection with Stephon Diggs. And uh, I, I mentioned that in last night's show, but he really is mobile and a threat to run the football. And also, Tony, let's not pretend like this year alone, mobile quarterbacks, at least that they're able to extend the pocket in some kind of way, haven't really done a number on these Panthers defense. Uh, I mean, there have been a few cases, even, you know, Daniel Jones uh, is one of them. Taylor Heineke is one of them. Dak Prescott is one of them. Whenever they're they're able to, to, you know, move the pocket around, it seems as though the Panthers defense is just unable to adjust to it. So, I mean, I kind of think he's definitely going to play. Yeah, the soreness is still there, but the Buffalo Bills are fighting for their lives right now. They're in a wild card spot, but they're not guaranteed to it. I mean, the AFC is tough this year as well. So, I mean, to me, this is just, you know, kind of going through the ringer. In my mind, there's no way Josh Allen doesn't play this Sunday. You're listening to the C3 Beat Check, where each and every week we check the beat uh, for the Carolina Panthers and who – they will be playing that week. This week, it is the Buffalo Bills. Often we have, and more often than not, we uh, feature interviews with a beat reporter from the opposing team as well, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I guess full disclosure and transparency for me this week is that as a community, as a college instructor, I'm in the final week of school. It's exam week. It's been a busy week, and I slacked on trying to line up the interviews 
So, uh, even just as much fun as us with just popping around the internet, checking out uh, the latest headlines. And I guess the big one was um, when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, if he is in the kind of uh, like the the feature of consistency on that offense who needs to be miraculous. He has been dealing with this foot injury, turf toe. Uh, They classified it originally as an ankle injury. I've seen turf toe as well. Um, He was seen leaving the game this past week with a, in a boot, but I have seen other stories around the internet that he attended the play yesterday, Hamilton in no boot. I'm with you, Cody, is that he will play in this game. And that kind of sucks for the Carolina Panthers. This is a tough team to play on the road, a team that has lost two in a row um, and is kind of underperforming what they believe were going the expectations of their season. They're hungry. Yeah. They're in the fight right now. I would say this is I would not be ready to put my money on the Carolina Panthers going into a very hostile place right now, a tough environment with a team that does have an identity on offense and has an an identity on defense surrounding that head coach and Sean McDermott. They might be facing some struggles. They might need to be miraculous to win, but that is what it may take in the NFL. Their team right now is more of a team than our team. Yeah, and Tony, uh, this just in, it leaked online Matt Rule's playbook for this Sunday. He's going to be running a brand-new patented three-quarterback system. (laughs) Matt Rule's a genius, and we didn't even know what Tony done. He has an incredible plan. He's going to have Cam Newton, Sam Donald, and P.J. Walker all out on the field at the same time. We just need to trust him, man. The Buffalo Bills might not be enough for this three quarterback system. All right. You're listening to the beat check folks. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. If you are in the chat uh, or listening to this on iTunes, tune in Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast later, we are going to be releasing the debate. My take tomorrow instead of today, because of just trying to distribute the content this week in a, kind of more even manner but we recorded that just before we went live so look for that tomorrow um and uh go ahead and hit that notification bell i'd like for you guys to uh hit hit us with some links where the websites or some suggestions of um the top websites or storylines facing this carolina panthers buffalo bills matchup and i guess we should probably just put um Maybe we'll just jump over to kind of the heavy hit or the normal hitters, right? Is for me, this is fun. We'll go over to catcrave.com, right? Um, I love and, that first article, the, the name of it, at least. Matt Rule era being defined by indecisiveness. All right, let me see if I can scroll. Yeah, uh, defined by indecisiveness. And that is, man, is he really is a flippity-floppity f- fish. Like, I mean, I don't know. Is I is for someone who, for some of us that were, um, I guess at times, fatigued by Ron Rivera's resolve, 
by his, you know what I'm saying, lack of, in some ways, lack, well, we, some people would say lack of change, lack of adaptability, lack of trust in young players. Boy, it really sucks when your leadership has less confidence and resolve and vision than you do. I understand that the fan base and myself should be reactionary. We are those winds that blow each and every different way, depending on the moment. But this guy's the captain of the ship, and this dude is soft. He is like a little dandelion puff blowing in the wind. It's tough, man. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, really, it's like, what the hell, man? I mean, he's throwing like, what? What has he done that's shown any backbone at this point? No, I mean, none. I mean, no backbone, and also. Again, no evaluation. Uh, I mean, so many people are voicing their discontent for how the offensive line is built. Uh, and I think this is starting to be apparent for everyone. He's so wishy-washy. The minute that his quarterback starts to play bad, he throws them under the bus like it's their problem, not even taking into consideration that Cam Newton has come back to try and save this team and he's still trying to learn a brand new system all the while he's firing his offensive coordinator midseason. Uh, I mean, and looking at the young players on the offensive line that have yet to really get a fair shake, uh, yeah, there's a lot of indecisiveness. And it goes back to what I was saying about Matt Rule not being a leader of men. He thought he knew how to build a good football team. And the NFL is showing him on the fly that he hasn't a clue. Hasn't a clue. You know, I was going to, the real reason I brought this website is because of this. The Panthers, earlier this season, report or rumor from Ian, according to Rappaport's service, uh, Rappaport's sources, Carolina called the Philadelphia Eagles to inquire about the availability and asking price surrounding Gardner Minshew, who the team acquired from the Jacksonville Jaguars as a backup. Minshew performs well, uh, according to Dean Jones, in Jacksonville before the organization landed Trevor Lawrence. Sources say during the season, the Carolina Panthers spoke with Philly about Minshew discussing what compensation would be they never dug deep on the possible trade, but they did discuss what it may might have taken. The Panthers called before they acquired Matt Barkley and before they signed Cam Newton. Given the way the Minshew played this past week, they won't be alone in their inquiries. Well, it's too late to trade for him now, but you know I love some Minshew magic, my man. Yeah, apparently uh, you're not the only one under his spell. Uh, good old Scott Fitterer thinks that uh, uh, oh Minshew could have been a pro- uh, you know a contributor to this football team. I'm also interested in why, uh, like around what time did the Panthers inquire about? It's got to be about this the injury with Sam. It's like when they were in that mode. That's what I assumed. So this, this, is, this was around the time that, like, before they, they decided to bring Cam and Newton back in. Did yeah. you want to uh, bring up that uh, theory that uh, you sent to to our chat Ooh. room about? Can you bring the? Yeah, yeah, I can bring that up. We don't. 
Uh, I saw this tweet. Now, this is just a tweet I saw. Um, I felt weird retweeting it. Because sometimes when you retweet, people are saying, I mean, people might think you think it's true. I don't know what to think about it, but I thought maybe I didn't even retweet it at this point. Oh, you you didn't retweet it. You're smart. I retweeted and liked that joint. Because I'm just trying to generate conversation. I don't know if any of this is true. I mean, and I hope that people would be reading this would also know whoever this person is and credit to them. I think it's a smart take. I just don't know if it's verified, but uh, it, it sounds like it like it makes sense. Uh, credit where credit to do. This is from uh, TIG Ronan on Twitter. He says Matt Rule is digging his own grave. Cam Newton coming back wasn't Rule's decision; it was Tepper's. By criticizing Cam, he is criticizing Tepper. Just watch how this plays out. And Tony, this kind of plays in to the discussion that we have been having on whose decision was it to bring in which quarterback? Oh my and, gosh. And if it was indeed David Tepper who brought in Cam Newton, it would kind of give some uh some some credence to the earlier notions and rumors that Matt Rule was really upset by Cam Newton coming in and that he wasn't very happy with the idea and that this was something that was forced upon him by ownership. And this is kind of his underhanded way of doing the nan nan boo boo stick your hand in doo-doo to David Tepper saying, look, the guy that you thought would come in and save the season hasn't been any better than my guy, my preferred uh, quarterback who I brought in Sam Darnold. And it also lets me believe that if Matt Rule has his way, we're going to be seeing Sam Darnold a lot sooner than we ever intended <laughs> this year. So uh, I, I can't imagine that uh, Cam isn't having some, some, maybe even some regrets in coming back to this team at this point in time. It's a sinking ship right now. I think it's a... It's an interesting thing, kind of a thought experiment or speculation, but I don't think it's right. And why I don't think it's right is I feel like uh, Rule was a little overly enthusiastic and complimentary of Cam when he came in. Like he almost fanned the flames of optimism, I think, to a certain degree about how they wanted to win now. Cam Newton is like a, you know, a player they think is a guy that can win. You know, they they didn't just bring him in for a sentimental moment. He kind of went and laid in heavy and thick on some of those things about how this was. I think he was trying to save his job then. I think he's trying to save his job now. And I don't know if Tepper or who brought him in. Um, I don't, you know, cause the, but the kind of the cool question that is again, if we can revisit this in like 10 years and really find someone who is in the know that knew, like if we could have like talk to Matt rule in 10 years and find out who the fuck brought in Teddy, who decide, you know, because in some ways we think this is, it was that Tepper wanted to part ways with cam 
and get a fresh not even this that he didn't like cam or something like this but he just didn't want another season that just went to the wayside because of the dependency on a single player who has been struggling with injury so then they bring in the safe guy in teddy bridgewater but then there's been so many questions about who the hell decided teddy bridgewater was the right option right was that joe brady was it matt rule joe brady we talked to Josh Klein last week. He said that was Marty Herney. Some people think it's David Tepper. And the intrigue yeah. just continues and continues to who uh, is this, whose fingerprints are on the Sam Darnold move. We were arguing about this on Debate My Take. I mean, do you link, are the fingerprints to Fitter or are they to Rule? And now, look, the story just continues. The intrigue, the drama, it's like a soap opera. Like a badly written days of our lives. And now we're talking about Cam Newton and Sam Darnold and who won. Oh my God. Come on. It's crazy. It's It's a bad episode of days of our lives or the greatest. Yeah. Hey, Jason, you got to hit that notification bell, man. Sometimes it's good to click it uh, and, and click it again just to make sure that you get a notification bell every single time we go live. And Tony, yeah, it's embarrassing, man. And I've seen a lot of people online saying, look, man, if you start Sam Darnold after everything that we've been through, getting excited about Cam, then even before this season, Tony, I mean, we were debating uh, you know, the merits of P.J. Walker and Will Greer. And who was going to be good enough to win the backup position? Well, effectively, neither of them were. Because you're turns out we on. have three. You know that picture you put up of uh, yeah, the yeah, new yeah. system. All three of those are third string quarterbacks. Yeah, that's the. It's like, let's just run out Sam Darnold, Will Greer, PJ Walker. I'm not going to put Cam in that conversation, folks. <laughs> but just a bunch of back. It's like, oh, who's the tallest midget? <laughs> yeah. Who, who's I know the you're not supposed the, to say that. Who's the that. tallest amongst the little people? Um, actually, yeah, you it, know what? One thing I feel like we need to do is, Cody, is shout out uh, these wonderful people in the chat room right now. There's 57, yeah, 58 different people. Give them that love that they deserve. I know you give them a shout out each and every week. Oh, man. Dude, we have some Panther Faithful in here. We have Trail One in the building, CJ up in the building, Malachi, Mabe, J. Sue, Seeker. What's going on, bro? Haven't seen you around in a minute, man. Glad to have you back. Maddie, Matt, who called into uh, the cat calls line the other night. Appreciate your call, Matt. Uh, and then uh fade to x man uh appreciate you all being in here man on a on a wednesday night you know having a little impromptu show checking the panthers beat uh seeing what kind of intel we can get on this team right now there's so much in the air tony about who the quarterback is going to be uh you know it's good that that we're able to have these conversations even on a wednesday night and and uh Give the people some some actual fun, exciting Panther content to be Maybe. a part of. Is that what it's called? Uh, shout out to our Priester Panthers rule Dan Floyd 
John Callishaw on uh, Facebook, Tito Z, Jonathan Eric, uh, Trav G as well, man. Thanks for your oh, and Daryl Zero Chill, man. Thanks for being part of the C3 Panthers beat check. This uh, we had the podcast last night, great show, and tonight we're just kind of popping around the website, seeing what the um, not the websites we're popping around the news. We're we're checking the beat. Um, and a lot of these topics overlap. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's only so much news from day to day. This is just our angle for Wednesday night. We appreciate your time, your support. You can continue to support us by just smashing the thumbs up button. Um, and there are ways to support the podcast monetarily, whether it's buying an iCam, I stand with Cam t-shirt or uh, supporting us in any way i guess that you guys feel fit but uh ultimately we just like hanging out here and talking about the panthers if i go to this is like i guess look i mean what's the other storyline would be when it comes to on a cat scratch reader here are the top storylines uh sam darnold's return we talked about that but the panthers are now 10 and a half point favorite uh underdogs was 11 yesterday when we checked for oh, the you mean half a point Yippee. because Sam Darnold's back. Oh, yeah. difference maker, difference Sammy maker, Dime. or maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Matt Rule's press conference inspired people. <sighs> Jeez. Um, actually, yeah. this is uh, this is interesting. I like this. Let's look at this one real quick. I read this story earlier today. Or peaked at it, at least I would say. It's a cool story. You can see. So the this is on Cat Scratch Reader. Big Mo. Um, Mick Smiley. This is by Mick Smiley. If that's your real name, that's kind of cool. Make me smiley. <laughs> uh, the key plays that ignited a dumpster fire in a week 14 loss to Atlanta. I don't know if I would call this game a dumpster fire. I thought the the Miami game was, but. Uh, kind of like game changing plays. Uh, first quarter with eight nineteen to go in the or eight nineteen into the quarter. Cam bullies his way for a touchdown. The Panthers move from a seventy three percent probability to win to eighty one percent. There, the defense forced out a three and out to start the game. Cam Newton orchestrated a methodical drive downfield, Smiley writes, um, and then trucked his way into the end zone. Carolina up seven to nothing, moves to an 81% probability. Uh, but uh, the Falcons, Russell Gage, he says, beat CJ Henderson. Um, and then Cam will throw a pick six. Uh, that lets the Falcons tie it up. Let's talk about this CJ Henderson for a moment. Um, I saw him make, you know, so one of the things we go on the post game show and we just react immediately. Right. Um, I mean, and admittedly I had my kids concert. I mean, it was like a lot of moving and shaking that day. So I'm watching the game on my phone at times, but I feel like I was watching the game from, you know, but like that, that pick six, I walked out from the car, my house, I was watching the game on TV and I went and got in the car. And by the time I turned on the radio, I picked six. So, I mean, it just happens, right? But um, I thought I had seen – so I just felt like I saw C.J. Henderson have one pass breakup, and I was like, oh, man, he's playing pretty good. But then we got on the post game show, and people were just fucking smoking him. 
And really I mean, yeah, look, was, and if you look at this right here, is it, he got smoked here, and this is one of the plays that this guy highlights. CJ Henderson, any thoughts right now? And because he started this game, maybe. So again, man, it's like CJ. He was traded for this season. He went to a team that everybody thought would be, uh, you know, a good football team and contending. But part of what we're questioning here, Tony, is our coaching staff. And do we have the right coaches to teach up a group of young guys? And so, you know, my answer is no. I really don't think that we do. And, you know, I think that C.J. Henderson, he's kind of an easy punching bag because he's another guy that's, you know, yeah, he's been here for a while now, but he was introduced to the team a little bit late. Tony, I'm just, you know, I think he had a bad game. I wouldn't necessarily say he got exposed, but, I mean, I think that we have a premium talent who is still finding his NFL feet, and I think that's a fair criticism. You know, also, we have to keep in mind that we're talking about C.J. Henderson, and, you know, fair or not, a lot of people want to question whether or not this guy really does love football. And you know what, Tony Dunn? Being on this Panthers team, who could blame him for not oh loving football, right? Holy especially shit. especially the worst as- place to come to learn to love. Actually, the only thing, you know what, it probably is an upgrade for leaving Jacksonville right now. That might be the but only Urban Meyer. I just saw a story great. where Urban Meyer kicked a former kicker. Yeah, he kicked a kicker while he was stretching out. His leg was extended also. Uh, By the way, shout out to Shalika Ellie. I think she was in our cat calls the other night. Shout out to Shalika. She said, it bothers me to see rule dog Cam when he is playing as well as all the other quarterbacks who've been here all season. We weren't even scoring touchdowns until he got here. And Shalika, I echo the Such a good, I agree 100 on that. 100%. Cam Newton revitalized this football team this year. And the minute Cam uh, has a rough game, you're going to throw him under the bus? Yeah, he's not a leader of men. And, and the fact that he's doing... And he means that, Matt Rule, by the way. He yeah, Matt Rule. Men. He's not a leader of men. And he's the kind of uh, coach that he wants to put blame on others before putting blame on himself, it, it, it's frankly pathetic. Well, really, the best thing is uh, what uh, Shalika is saying here to me is that, like, despite Cam not being as fantastic as we need him to be, as we want him to be, is that we have been able to move the ball better with him than we were in with other in other cases. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that, I mean, sure, he had these two turnovers that hurt in this game. They did hurt, and they led to points. But imagine being on the, I mean, I guess you could say that one drive where Sam Darnold led the, uh, kind of the, to tie it up against Minnesota. He started on, like, the three or something. But we've moved the ball despite having nothing. You know, despite our coaches... I think that really, Cam, is that it's just sad. It's just another example of what people, what we kind of have done to Cam. Not we, but like it's just such a luxury having Cam Newton. You know, like he's got to be the only quarterback that doesn't know the system 
and can play because you can say, hey, run the ball and do this read option and it'd be yeah. deadly as fuck. Yeah, and we uh, haven't seen is, enough of it. I know. Haven't seen um, enough of it at all. And by the way, Shalika, if you missed this earlier, we were posturing that uh, bringing Cam Newton was a David Tepper move. Now, Tony disagreed with this, but if you believe that David Tepper brought in Cam Newton and forced it upon Matt Rule, then this is kind of like some weird sadistic vindication for Matt Rule to say, oh, yeah, look at Cam uh, playing terrible. You know, I, I never wanted him truly to be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, and here he is fucking things up for everyone. I mean, Tony, listen, I know you said it was a bad pick six. It changed momentum, and it, it definitely did. and it definitely did. But one of the things that I'm trying to say is, look, I've been watching Cam Newton since the moment he was drafted as a Carolina Panther. I have seen some very bad Cam Newton interceptions in my day and time. Okay, I'm here to tell you that this is not as bad as some of the other ones I've seen before. It was a great play by the uh, by the outside linebacker. Great call by Dean Pease. And again, an interception is an interception. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, uh, write it off and say it didn't happen. But it's not like Cam is out there actively not taking care of the football. Even the fumble, man. He had his foot stepped on by Pat Elflin, the center, and was trying to get the football to the running back and damn near did it, Tony. He damn near did it. So it's not like Cam Newton is out there playing reckless with the football. There is no criticism, at least not like the one Matt Rule levied against Cam Newton, that Cam Newton is actually deserving of. Not more so than any other. I think player you're a little team. too forgiven in this case. As my continued point comes to this, is that Cam Newton's play has not been as good as desired or hoped for. But again, we asked him to be a savior, like just like what I mean. And and, and this is what happened with the the reason that the Carolina Panther fans are used to having shitty offensive lines is because we've had Cam Newton as our quarterback as someone. You think that, think about this stupid-ass topic, and I know this is mean, uh, you guys get mad at me. One of my friends got mad at me about this, but we talk about the protecting Christian McCaffrey, right? And people are like, oh, you got to protect him. I say, fuck that, man. We don't say that about no other player. And one of the things is, is here's a good example of that, is Alvin Kamara is the same exact player um, that Christian McCaffrey is, right? They are every bit. Them, and they got to be the most similar comps you can sure. make. Similar prospects. Same yeah. draft, too. And, I mean, and sim- kind of similar styles, you know, can run, pass, do everything. Um, I asked a friend of mine, and he's a Saints fan, and he said this is uh, – who was it? It was uh, – uh, what's, his, what's his name? Hold on. Under the Dome podcast, Ulrich – um, he said, this is, is, I said, do you guys talk about protecting Alvin Kamara? Like from how many snaps he has? He's like, hell, there's half of the saints fan base that says he doesn't get enough touches. So, I mean, I don't like, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, I mean, is this because why is it that with Alvin Kamara, there is an easier, 
ability to say, let's just run the shit out of this mug, but this white Christian McCaffrey, we got to protect. Cam Newton is kind of like that. Is Dude, he was a luxury. You could have this big, giant, tough man that can endure shitty-ass offensive lines. Cam Newton I mean, went to the Super Bowl with bums at wide receiver, Mike Rimmers at right tackle, Michael Orr on a rejuvenated season, Devin Funches, Ted Ginn. You know what I'm saying? Look at what Tom Brady has right now. A great, you know what I mean? Like he has everything. Cam Newton was this luxury that was that the Panthers were afforded, and they got like a super fast car and dogged it out. Yeah, and uh, so, one, I agree with you on Cam. I I think that Cam has always had to elevate terrible offensive lines in front of him. and and, He's got to do it again right now. That's what I'm saying. We asked him to be a savior. There are people in the chat room that are still like, you know, two back-to-back turnover games. Uh, Listen, I'm saying every single player has to be held accountable when you're playing bad. And I'm sorry, but the, the the interceptions that Sam Darnold threw are not as equal to the ones that Cam Newton threw. If you're throwing into double coverage and throwing where your receiver isn't even at, then it's you're just being reckless with the football. Yes, Cam Newton has been turning over the football, but he has not been reckless with the football. And I don't think that's an unfair criticism to make. Um And then, you know, like, I also think going back to your comparison to McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, I also think that Christian McCaffrey has that narrative around him because he's proven himself to be far more fragile than Alvin Kamara. And, yeah, Alvin Kamara has had some injuries, but overall, Alvin Kamara, you know, when he is on the field, they look like a completely different football team. But he's been through the ringer, I feel, a little bit more than Christian McCaffrey has. So I don't necessarily think it's that kind of narrative. I just think that one has a history that the other doesn't. But again, man, and Thomas Davis knows, Tony, all these Panther players feel confident coming out and speaking about this team because it's obvious for everyone to see. We all know that this offensive line is terrible, and literally Panthers greats are shouting it to the world. Who's the greatest quarterback in NFL history? In NFL history, at this point, probably Tom Brady. Do you know that uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, he played, um, I'm pretty sure, I just pulled it up, uh, the Saints. They lost to the Saints on October 31st. 36 to 27. He had two picks. They lost um, again the next week to the Washington football team, 29 to 19, two picks. Man, the greatest, the greatest of greats. Two turnovers, two weeks in a row. (sighs) Fucking where is, maybe we should trade them Sam Darnold to save them. You know what? I mean, oh, that that might be the move, you know? Maybe Nobody. You think Bruce Arians came out and said, well, you can't win when you got Tom Brady turning the ball over two times a week. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, and you know what? Uh, Arians is known for uh, being for very being open and honest. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, maybe it would have. Maybe it was. Um, this is the story, like you were referencing on the athletic. We got to give Joe Person a little love over there on the athletic, and I guess he was able to see what does it say during the streak of three consecutive. Uh, all right, let's see. So I guess he was asking, maybe he got to talk about with Thomas Davis how he feels about Cam Newton. He says, I'm still a believer in Cam Newton. I feel like he has a lot to offer to this team, and I feel like he's the best option for them to win games right now. I guess I'm reading that right. Um, Asked him about his cameo experience with the Washington football team, Georgia fan. You know, is this is uh, let's just um, I guess not finish this article with, but all the uh, so many people have taken the low blow at Cam Newton for being a locker room cancer. I don't know if they've said that, but a diva, um, self centered. And I gotta tell you, this is why would a defensive guy. Somebody that's on the defense shows so much love. I can understand even Greg Olson because Cam Newton made Greg Olson's career. You know, Greg Olson would go to the mattresses over some Cam Newton. God bless him. That's why I love Greg Olson so much is how uh, much of a supporter he is. Like, he's got Cam Newton's back because he knows Cam Newton had him. But, like, there ain't no reason that Charles Johnson, Thomas Davis, and these people got to come out on the other side of the ball so much. They could take the attitude a little bit like, oh, man, everybody always talks about Cam, and they didn't talk about us enough. They ain't like that. They love Cam. They love Cam. So A lot of people do. Most people that are around Cam Newton for any length of time end up falling in love with the player, the work ethic. But um, yeah, listen, Tony. I think the 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 sad state of affairs that honestly we knew before the Panthers signed Cam Newton is that this quarterback who has you know done so much for us as fans of this team probably is not going to get the opportunity to go out on his own terms, especially if the narrative going forward is that Matt Rule is going to bench him in favor of Sam Darnold or even PJ, the minute he starts to show any struggles going forward. I mean, the margin of error for Cam Newton is next to none. And you're, you know, you factor in all the other things about, um, <laughs> you know, bringing in Cam Newton in the middle of the season, not having enough time to really, you know, fit into this offense firing Joe Brady. It's like Cam, Cam Newton is in a lose-lose situation, and this was our fear for Cam in even deciding to come back to the Panthers. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's sad to see that it's come to this. CJ in the chat room says Cam loves this shitty team so much. God, He'd yeah. even settle being a backup practice squad quarterback or even a Gatorade passer. As long as he's with the team, he doesn't give a fuck. I don't know, man. It's so I don't tough. know how he can be like that. I mean, God bless him. I think it's again shows how cool, like how good of a dude he is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a big dick. Who knows? Is that? 
Well, um, there's no Teddy I mean, Bridgewater. <laughs> right, exactly. Who um, is, right? Uh, just pe- poking over to Panthers wire. Um, Panthers, Matt Rule says, I don't want to be playing two quarterbacks, but continues to play two quarterbacks. Like you said earlier with the three quarterbacks, yeah. maybe that's the next. See how he contradicts himself? Like, am I wrong? Is that not an open con? Like, you don't want to play two quarterbacks, yet you're willing to, and you're going to continue to continue to do so? Like, how hypocritical is this? He's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Have we missed any stories, folks, that you guys want to talk about on the beat check as we start to circle this sucker out? Uh, uh, Shalika, again, thank you for the support. Four ninety nine super chat. We appreciate it, man. As and, and all the people in the chat room, we appreciate your time and your input. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the conversation. Let us know what storylines you want to talk about. She says this, I think... If you give Cam a real offseason and training camp, he would be a decent bridge. Oh, my gosh. This is Cody's burner account. I'm telling you, Shalika is my spirit animal. We're Uh, on the same wavelength. You know, I feel like Rule's getting himself fired, though. Rule is going, it will will hang his hat and the ghost. Say that, Rule will to hang his hat and ghost seeing Sam Darnold. Oh, so Rule is going to hang his hat on ghost-seeing Sam Darnold. And, and yeah, and by the way, uh, I think it was uh, Seeker in the chat earlier. Someone, forgive me who who said it. uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk is predicting that there's no way uh, um, that Matt Rule uh, makes it to the end of the season or that he's out at the end of the season. Yeah, it was Seeker. Uh, That's what Mike Florio is saying. Uh, a lot of people, Tony. I mean, it, it has escaped the realm of Panther fans like me and you talking about this. But now mainstream media outlets are picking up and running with the story that Matt Rule does not appear to have a very long leash. I mean, this is a, this is a real thing now. Everyone knows if they've been paying attention for any length of time that the quarterback or that the head coaching seat is hot here in Carolina as it should be. Dude, it's like a George Foreman grill hot. It is like a green egg, a Traeger grill that's been, it is hot. His dude should not be the, and he's trying to use, I feel like use run over people with the bus, Cam Newton being, that person um all right i like man i don't know is there any other storylines that we have missed and that we need to talk about um when it comes to the carolina panthers i did see one tweet earlier i'm not i can't find it that quickly but uh about how the panthers defense is regressing right now like it was not, I mean, not regret. It wasn't about the Panthers. It was looking at like all NFL defenses. But the guy said, maybe I can find it real quick. But it was like um, the defenses that were trending up versus, you know, and like a look across the league. And he offered like three points of summation. And the Panthers were like not heading in the right direction. Yeah, that's not a surprise for anyone paying attention. Uh, I can find it real quick. Yeah, even Phil Snow 
uh, we have to give our fair share of criticism to him too. Uh, this entire team backslides, and he is a part of that backslide. And we've been very favorable to him. Oh, here it is. You know, here we've been is. very favorable to Phil Snow in saying that he's our best coach, and he might still be our best coach. But, um, and uh, you know, I think, and also to be fair to Phil Snow, it's tough on your defense when your offense is inept and can't move the football. Your defense is on the field all the time. So, again, you you win as a team and you lose as a team, and this team doesn't know how to win together. Uh, it's, it's been a problem. It's going to continue to be a problem going forward. Um, but how about this? Before we get out of here, 68 people watching, 45 thumbs up. Please hit the like button. Hit the notification bell for every single time we go live. Hey, we do this podcast year-round, so you're never going to be without the C3 Panthers podcast. Um, And how about this? Before we go, Tony, to everyone in the chat room, all 69 of you still hanging out with us right now, who do you think the Panthers should go forward with at quarterback this season? I want to see you type Sam. Or I want to see you type Cam. Come on, I want to see it. I want to see who you think. I'm on Team Cam Newton. You all know where I lie, man. I'm always going to be pulling for Cam Newton no matter what. People think I'm I'm too favorable to Cam. That I make excuses for Cam Newton. But you know what? I am a Cam stan. I make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it seems to me the chat's agreeing with me, man. Tim Estes says Cam. Seeker says Cam. Maddie Matt. Uh, uh, Michael Washington says Cam. John Jenkins says Cam. No one says Sam Darnold. Cody 04 Seahawk is in the building. He says Cam. Mossy Man says Cam. Oh, chocolate Jesus. Oh, that's a new one for Cam. How about that? ATX19 says Cam. Listen, Tony, I think Matt Rule is uh, cruising for a bruising because this fan base wants to see Cam Newton do well, and Matt Rule is not going to give him the opportunity to do so. He's gone, Tony Dunn. It's hotter than a George Foreman grill. There's a real down south barbecue pit lighting on fire, and Matt Rule is about to be for dinner. I tried to tell you guys this fool's gone. Um, Tomorrow we we recorded it right before we went live with this show, so Debate My Take is record, has been recorded we are debating still over what time to premiere it tomorrow, Cody and I. But we tried to we decided to spread the content out over two days rather than hit you guys with back to back content right away. Um, interestingly, the professor may have said it's time to start Sam Darnold. But I did. I did I argue that point in. that the answer is Sam Darnold. I might vomit. You Cam fans out there, you Cam fans, which I am the biggest Cam fan. Don't worry. This is like one of those things uh, where I'm doing it to save the person I love the most 
I'm ready to sacrifice Sam Darnold rather than Cam Newton. Um, oh, you pulled down the thing. I was just going to say this. Did you see this? Is that this was the thing I was talking about? Bills lose the lead for the first time. Patriots def- defense is now number one. Saints defense keeps team in the playoff race. Panthers defense loses ground slowly. Chargers and T- Chiefs defenses are trending up where upwards in the Bears defense. Is without Mac is a mess. The Panthers have man, man, they're just getting grinded down on defense. Can't stop the run, problematic. Can't stop anything. Can't can't catch a break, and it's probably got to do with Matt Fool. All right, uh, I think most of the people talked about what they want to talk about in the chat. You got any last things you need to say uh, as we think about this beat? This beat check. Uh, I'm just hoping to rip off the band at this point. It's like I'm torn because I want to see uh, Cam Newton do well, man. I'm a Cam Newton super fan, Tony. You know this. Everyone in the chat room knows this. I want to see Cam do well. Um, I, I just sadly, I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, uh, Lex Shalika is is alluding to, we might already be boarding that tank, Tony Dunn. We might not have a lot of picks, but man, if we lose out, we would be dealing with potentially even a top five pick. Now, who do you pick with that spot? I don't know, but Tony, it's going to be interesting seeing what the Panthers do going forward. I think you mentioned the other night that whenever the Bills lose, they normally um, they come stomp. back with the they love, Yeah, they love to stomp people's asses the coming out the next game. Uh, when it comes to uh, my position with Cam and Sam, Sam versus Cam, we did this on Debate My Take. Check that out tomorrow. We did a lot of cool topics, Cody. We did greatest of all time for all sports, best team in the NFL. What else did we do on Debate My Take this week? Cam versus Sam. Oh, um, our friend Matt FGF on YouTube submitted some suggestions, and we did two of them, best and worst off-season move. But I took the Sam. But I'm telling you this. is I, I've, I said this. I was the guy that had to take the Sam Darnold position. Didn't have to. Did it. And that was something you said thank you in our pregame meeting right there for doing that. <laughs> But I'm telling you right now, Cam is ultimately the terrorist. Or use, Cam Newton is the mosque or the school, and Matt Rule are the ter- is the terrorist in the basement using him as a shield. Oh, it's a human shield, bro. He is sacrificing Cam Newton, and I don't like it. I say move your terrorist activity to Sam Darnold's house. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, man. All right, so look, as uh, you just, um, I guess that man, we'll, we'll end it for here. We've been going for over an hour, man. You guys got the, we got the best fans on YouTube, man. Um, and if and if other people don't agree, I don't give a shit. You will debate that on debate my take next week. You guys were fantastic. C three Panthers podcast is the longest running Panthers podcast. Been going strong since twenty thirteen. Never missed a week. Now bringing you content on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. for the longest-running Panthers podcast, as well as Wednesday with the Beat Check. Tomorrow, Thursday, Debate My Take is fantastic. Check out the new intro music. You will love it. 
You're out of order. You're out of order. This whole court is out of order. Friday night, what you got going on, Cody? Yeah, listen, man. Friday night, we do the Friday free-for-all at 7 p.m., and you can join the show. You can come on the show, be a part of the C3 podcast. I'll let you come on and talk whatever you want about the Carolina Panthers. All you got to do is show up for the Friday free-for-all every Friday at 7 p.m. right here on the C3 Panthers podcast YouTube page. I'll be putting the link in the description of the YouTube uh, and Facebook link for anyone who wants to join the StreamYard. I'll be posting it in the comment section. And uh, yeah, man, it's a good time. We have the cult of free-for-all, man, where everyone just comes on and enjoys talking about the Carolina Panthers. Uh, It's been fun. And hey, look, we don't even care uh, what affiliation you have. If you're an Eagles fan and you want to come and talk some shit, we'll let you do that too, man. We got to ask you this. Is you going to get Hassan Reddick, the Philly boy? The Philly boy coming home? uh, Are you going to pay him the big, big bag to get some extra pass rush? That's the question for the Philly fan right there. We might have to, man. He might be our only pass rush. That might be another topic for another night. <laughs> but man, I hear you, man. So, uh, fun, anyway. man, check out that uh, Friday free-for-all. It's an open mic night yes. for Panther fans and for football fans. As long as you don't come out and do what <laughs> the best uh, Friday free-for-all story is one that can't be respoken of. First, to not give any really trolls any ideas, but also to not get us banned from the internet. <laughs> oh my goodness um oh, all right God. so that's the Fun beat times. check uh next week we've got the bucks right uh bills, after bucks. uh yeah let me t- so after I think it goes bills, bills bucks saints bucks yeah bills bucks saints bucks yep so we'll have uh man i got some good uh buccaneer connections so check out the beat check and the oh, c3 yeah. panthers pod check podcast next week smash thumbs up button subscribe leave a review and tell a friend about the podcast that's the best way uh thanks for your support it was uh hold on i don't want to miss uh who who hold on who were the super chats tonight shalika 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 thank you shalika for the super chat we appreciate your support but we appreciate Everybody, well, not we, we appreciate that support, but we also appreciate all the support of the people in the chat room uh, and all the listeners for your time. Your time is valuable, and I lot, and I'm very thankful that you hang out with us. Like, I'm thankful for my wheelman, Cody Lashney, who is always my main dude, keeping my life, keeping me enthused about this discussion. Cody, let's get the hell out of here. Until next time, Panther Faithful. Keep pounding. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.